based on what was discussed in the previous Sicha, about how the Baal Shem Tov teaches the power of a Yid and the essence of a Yid, could now also be understood the answer to the question how it's possible that specifically in those generations where the Yidin seemed to be in such a despondent situation, in such a lowly situation in matters of Torah and mitzvahs, and it's specifically then that the deepest secrets of the Torah, Torah Sachasidus, was revealed, and in a way that it eventually reached even to the simple people, through stories, through the Moifs and the Baal Shem Tev, to the most simple people, even in the literal sense. And the answer is that it's specifically because these are the type, types of things Chassidus has the power to arouse the etzim of the neshama of every single yid. As it's known, the marshal of the Alter Rebbe, regarding the revelation of the deepest secrets of the Torah in a very, very lowly and weak um, generation, that that is in order to save the Bnei Yisrael, the Alter Rebbe gave the marshal of the king whose prince had become very, very sick, and the king had ordered that the stone, the precious stone of the, of the crown should be crushed, and that should be made into a medicine to be poured over the lips of the prince, and that hopefully some of it, a little tiny drop of it, will be able to get into the prince and be able to save him and be able to revive him. From this itself we understand that it's impossible and it would be wrong to leave the medicine to stand on the table, not to use it, because then what would happen is, on the one hand, the stone, the precious stone, was completely crushed, you don't have it anymore, and on the other hand, you're not even fulfilling what the king wanted, what the intention was of grinding the stone in order to try to save the prince and to bring him back to life. And the Rebbe explains that the idea of this is, because it's known what the Baal Shem Tov teaches, that the love of the Ebishter to each and every Yid is incomparably more than the love that elderly parents have to their only child that was born at their old age. To explain this more specifically, since we're speaking about a little child that was just born, it's impossible to say that the love is coming to him because of what we call Giluyim, because of various different achievements or qualities that he has. Rather, the love is an essential love. Furthermore, this Ava is to a Ben Yochit, to an only son. In other words, that the parents don't have anywhere else and anyone else to give over all of their matters other than to this only child. And in a similar way is the love that the Abishta has to every single Yid individually, this essential love, and in a way that everything that the Abishta wants to give so to speak, Kavayochli has no one else to give it to besides for this individual Yid, and that's why he completely focuses on this individual. Because of this great love that the Abishta has to B'nai Yisrael, in order to save them, the Abishta gives this cure, this medication, through this precious gem in the crown of the king, which is the idea of the secrets of the Torah that up until this point were concealed, and specifically in our generation, starting from the Baal Shem Tev, they get revealed more and more to the Bnei Yisrael in a way of Yafutsu Mainetzecha Chutza, because this is the only cure to be able to save them. And this is connected to each and every Yid. Regarding each Yid, it says, La Yidach Nidach, that no Yid will be pushed away from Hashem. And not only regarding his Neshama, but even as he is inside of a physical body. As we know regarding the Torah of the Baal Shem Tev, Ozoiv Vimoy, that the Avoidah, of a yid needs to be to work with his guf, with his body, with his nefesh Bahamas, and specifically in this way is the rotzen, is the will of Hashem fulfilled. And that's why the Baal Shem Tev 
gave himself over and was occupied, was so involved with those people that are so simple, and not only simple in the sense of not of of asay toiv in positive areas, but even people that Rahman were deep down in very, very negative areas. Even though, on the other hand, the Baal Shem Tov himself warned that not everyone could get involved with people that are so lowly, because sometimes we could be schlepped down along with that person, but the Baal Shem Tov himself was involved in, in elevating even these kind of people. And the idea is that through the Torahs and Heroes of the Baal Shem Tov, which is ultimately to bring a change by a person in Maisim, a poil in action, because the Torah of the Baal Shem Tov is part of Torah Moshe, regarding which it says, the whole idea of learning is to bring to action because it's specifically through action that the Ratzon of Hashem, that the will of Hashem is fulfilled to have a dira betachtoinim. And through these Torahs of the Baal Shem Tev, that's the way the very essence of Hashem, the deepest secrets and hidden parts of Hashem get revealed through the hidden parts of Torah into the hidden part of the Yidden, as the Zayar explains. And the hidden part of the Yid gets connected with the revealed part of the Yid, and that's through the name Yisrael, because the idea of a name is that which connects the inner part of the neshama with the person, to eventually make the person into a Baal practically, not only in thought and speech, but also in Maisa The Rebbe goes on to say that the way to do this, as the Baal Shem Tev himself explained, is through Avas Yisrael. And this too is, a, a, is part and parcel of the general idea and task in Shlichas Adabal Shemtiv to reveal the essence of the Neshama in each and every Yid. The Alter Rebbe explains in Peter Glaive of Tanya that all the Yidin are all connected to each other. We all have one Father. And this is true even regarding the Neshama as it's in the physical body. And surely this is true regarding the essence of the Neshama, which is part of the essence of Hashem, and since it's part of the etzem, surely you cannot uh, separate and divide from uh, one part of the etzem, of the essence. And since this is the case, it's obvious that if there is the ava to oneself, notwithstanding the fact that he knows of his own issues and his own problems, so certainly this has to be also the ava to the very essence of the other person's neshama, because we're all part of the same essence, that we need to arouse him, we need to awaken him through the Torahs of the Baal Shem Tev. The only thing is, that you might have a situation that your friend, maybe as far as his thoughts, speech and action are concerned, some of them are not perfect yet. And maybe it's actually completely no good. But the Alter Rebbe tells us in that Perikatanya that even the people that are very distant from Hashem's Torah and Avoida, you need to draw them with tremendous ropes of love, and hopefully through that, who knows, maybe you'll be able to bring them closer to Torah and Avodah Hashem. The Alter Rebbe goes on to say, and even if not, you still didn't lose out on the mitzvah of Avas Reim, of Avas Yisrael. And the truth of the matter is that when we approach a Yid in the way of with the love of your very essence, of your neshama, to the essence of your friend's neshama, so then itself he feels that knock on the door, he feels... The, 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 as the Pesach says, In other words, the Yid feels the knock on his door, that the essence of his neshama, the deeper part of his neshama, starts pushing to get, to get revealed, to burst outwards, but in, in, in all the areas of Machshava, Dibur, and slowly but surely, 
He becomes a Balchuva in Maisebapoyal in a way of ever increasing light. Says the Rebbe, in this idea itself, it continues growing from generation to generation as our Rabbeim tell us, and all the way, as the Rabbeim say, in a way of Mesiras Nefesh, that from generation to generation we need to add even more in spreading the Toidus of the Balshemte, which is Toidus Achsidus. And the closer we get to Mashiach, there needs to be even more the idea of Yafutsu Manisecha Chutza. As the Baal Shem Tov explains in his famous letter that B.S. HaMashiach, that the coming of Mashiach is dependent on Afatah Samayanes Chutzah. And simply, there's no doubt by anyone that believes in B.S. HaMashiach that on this very day we're standing so much closer to the coming of Mashiach more than we were yesterday. More than we were two days ago and three days ago, each day more than the previous days. And since the Baal Shem Tov notified that through Afatza Samayoni Ischutza we get closer to B.S. HaMashiach, so it's understood that on this day Afatza Samayoni Ischutza needs to be much more than yesterday and the day before, and each day increasing much more. When the Baal Shem Tov said this, surely he knew and he saw how the world is going to look in a generation after him, and two generations after him, and seven generations after him, and all the way to the generation of Melech HaMashiach. And he was able to understand and assume the state of the Yidin that are going to be then. And what did he pask in an absolute way? What did he tell us? To spread the Torah to the Baal that it should reach even in the Chutzah. And it should be publicized no less than it was yesterday. On the contrary, in a way of Mylon B'Kodesh. Furthermore, when we're standing so close to the time of the coming of Mashiach, we need to gather all the Nitzotis HaKadusha in each and every place, wherever they are, so therefore, it's even easier to get to every single year to the etzim and pnimis of his nefesh. And this is the whole idea of the balai lulo, to spread the Torah sachsidus in every single place. And not only in a way of words and the language of the secrets of the Torah, but also to explain it in a style of stories and also to explain it in the, in the, in the language that's spoken. And to explain it and translate it in each and every country, wherever there are Yidin, according to their language. So that also to them, this precious stone of the crown of the king should be able to come and arouse their etzim anashama. Says the Rebbe, a further point, that as far as the idea of Avas Yisroel, so um, immediately when we tell a Yid the tremendous richness that he has, so that he shouldn't allow himself to be led away from the good path and be led away and led astray to allow himself to be fooled by a little glass cup, so to speak, when he could get Avonim Toivisum Argolius, precious gems and stones. And as the Baal Shem Toiv explained on a Posik, What is the Tfilo Laoni, the poor, the prayer, the davening of the poor man? The Baal Shem Tov explained it based on a marshal where a king announced that anybody that wants something from the king could come and the king will fulfill his request. So some people come and ask for honor, some for richness. Then there's one Chacham that comes along and he says all he wants is to be able to speak privately with the king himself. The idea is when one comes to the king, so first one comes to the capital city. Then you come to the place where the house and the palace of the king is. Similar like we have the Harabayas. Then you have to pass through many, many different rooms until eventually you get to the inner chambers of the, where the king himself is. When a person comes to the capital city, he starts seeing very, very precious and special things that he didn't see in the other cities, especially things that you don't see out in the desert. And if that's the case, 
when you come to the capital city, a person could suddenly start getting all excited about these other things that are in the capital city and eventually remain outside the palace itself. Only someone that can control himself and knows what's really awaiting him doesn't get convinced and incited by the, all the good and precious things that are in the city itself, in the capital. Rather, he keeps on going to the palace. When he comes to the palace, once again, since there are such precious things, such holy things, much more even than in the capital city, once again he needs to strengthen himself and to be made sure that he could contain himself and that he doesn't just stop over here, rather he keeps on going further all the way to the king's inner chamber where the king himself is. And this needs to be clarified even to someone that's very holy and pure, because there could be so many holy and pure things right outside where the king himself is sitting. And this is the idea of tefillah la'ani. What is the request of the poor man? All he wants is lifnei Hashem yishpoichsichoi. He wants to pour out his heart to the Abishter. He gives up on all the greatest in Yanim, which are really truly good things, but it's still not the essence of the king. All he's asking of the king is one thing. He wants to be able to pour out his heart to the king himself. And where is, could this actually happen? In other words, who is the person that doesn't get stuck and caught up on all of the other external things? That's specifically the poor person. Specifically because of his bitterness, because of his feeling of distance that he's in a parched and dry land without water. As all the many different explanations of this. It's specifically because of this that he doesn't have any other desires, even Kedushadika desires. Rather, all he wants is one thing, to become united with the real Metzius, which is Lifne Havaya. He wants to stand with Hashem even higher than all sorts of names of Havaya, which is Hoya as one. And this too is really a nakuda and something as a result of the general teachings of the Balshemtiv, which is about being ma'oider to arouse the etzamanashama. When it, regarding this idea of, of taking things from the uh, capital city, the city of the king, so you could have a situation that someone that as far as his avoid up until now, yesterday or even this morning, so he wasn't the kind of person that, yes, he would go further and he wouldn't just stop by all of these exciting things and he would try to move further. But once he comes to the palace of the king, suddenly this blinds him and he gets all excited and there's all these Kedusha and Ruchni Yisdika things going up to a higher level that he might want to take those things. And that's why you need to go with them from room to room and keep on telling him, listen here, you need to remember what is your tachlis, what is the goal. Lifne Avaya, make sure you're going directly to Hashem. So his nefesh, his soul screams, gewald. This is unbelievable. He's seen such precious thing. Why do I have to go further? I don't need anything greater than Atzillus, for example. Why do I have to go to the Olam Esau? So we tell him, no, you have greater things in store for you. If you were a Malach, if you were Chayis HaKodesh or Serofim and Eifanim, maybe for you it would be enough to spiritual level of Asiyah or Yetzirah or Brio or Atzillus or the Olam Esau. But since you are a chelik aloikami mal mamish, you are a part of the essence which is connected to the whole essence, as the words of the Baal Shem Tov, which are explained at length in Chassidus. So how could anything of any of these oilamois, even of the greatest oilamois, take up any space and matter to you in any way whatsoever when you're missing the main point of lifne Hashem Yishpech going directly to Hashem? And when you remember this, and you hold on to the etzim anashamu, then you reach Lifne Avaya, and therefore automatically you also have all the other levels of Seder Ishtal 
in a way that vatigzer oimer vayakum lavla, you have the power to establish and to build up all of the oilmus. Says the Rebbe, how much more so that this actually affects down here the person down below. The Yitzhar comes and tries to make the person imagine all of the great things that will happen if he will give up on one little detail of a Drabonon or sometimes something even more strict even a Dairaisa and he comes and tries to convince him that he'll have richness and he'll be given honor being said he'll be, he'll be put by the head of the table and be given very great titles and left Ivan covered money wife and children and all sorts of things that could possibly be in the world so then you can't start arguing with such a person and trying to tell him um, that these are bitter things, these are not, no good things, that you don't, you're not interested in these things. Rather, you have to reach him and you have to speak to him in a way of Avas Yisrael. And you have to tell him, listen, you have the ability to get to things that are so much greater than that. Here you are taking one little glass cup, when instead you have the ability to have precious stones and pearls. Not only one stone, but thousands and tens of thousands. And you have the ability to get everything in the way of bleak vul. If that's the case, it's a Rachmanus on your guf, on your nefesh abahamus, that you should suffice with one little coin of copper in a situation when you could have kol tuv, even all sorts of gashmi is the kagud. And when you don't tire and you keep on speaking in this way with dvarim, ayoytzim, and alev, words coming from the heart, there's no question that eventually you'll, you'll awaken and arouse this person. And this is the lesson that's explained in Chassidus, that there's no need for debates. You could be poil, you could affect every Yid with Avas Yisroel. If you could be poil on him in a way of Lishma, if you could affect a person that he should do things directly, obviously it's good, but if Chas V'Shalom you can't, at least temporarily you need to explain to him that he has the ability to reach and get all of these things. All Gashmi is the good, many, many times more than what he imagines. You want money, says the Rebbe. You can have money, you want honor, you can have honor. If, but really you have the ability to get things that are so much more than that and so much greater than that. All you need is to pass this test that you shouldn't be fooled by these little glass cups or clay cups which are only appear, uh, appearing to be similar to gold but are not actually gold. We know gold was created for the base Hamikdash. But all you need to do is don't be distracted by all of these things and then you'll even have Zov, gold in the literal sense and so too not to, be in, not to get excited if you're going to, going to become the leader and the head over a number of fools, when you have the ability to become the Rosh, the head, over many, many Chachomim, don't suffice and don't be happy with one little pruto, with one little cent. Rather, you have the ability to get tens and thousands of din of golden coins. The only problem is, or question is, maybe it's being done, Shaloy Lushma, but however, you know what, maybe this will finally get the person on the right track. The Al-Tarebbe writes in Ulchas Talmud Torah that the, the fact that we don't teach a Talmud, it's not, not a good Talmud, Torah, so that's only as far as the Rav is concerned, that he doesn't have to put himself into a situation of doubt, and even then maybe he should put himself in a situation of doubt um, if there's no other possibilities, etc. But the Talmud himself, of course, have to, has to put himself into the learning Torah and being involved, even if it's not 100% Lishma, because will eventually come Lishma, the light of Torah, the luminary of Torah will bring him back to the right path. 
And as explained in other places, that really within the Loyal Shmo itself, the Toich of the Loyal Shmo, the Pnimius, is really the Shmo. And as discussed earlier, that every single year has the power. And every single year has the greatest strength. And therefore, Dafka specifically, the idea of a Yid, only a Yid, could, and could affect even the holiest and greatest places, both in a positive way or in a negative way. And this inner koyach eventually arouses the yid also to come to a situation of lishma, and it, it comes furthermore to lifne Hashem Yishpoich of pouring out his heart directly to the essence of Hashem, and we're poil on every single yid to be in a situation of tzivoy savaya, the army of Hashem, with which will be fulfilled the promise of hoitzi Hashem as bnei Yisrael meeretz mitzrayim al tzivoysam through Mashiach Tzidkenu.